You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is my conversation with Ben Drennan, who is a member of a band from Sydney called Lethal Vendetta. The reason for the conversation is to promote the band's brand new album called No Prisoners, No Mercy. Let's listen to what Ben has to say. Here we go. Ben, welcome to the show. No Prisoners, No Mercy. That's the name of your stellar new album. What I'm hearing, as an old school metal fan, I'm hearing a lot of Sacred Reich, DRI, and even a bit of Paris Mayhewless Chromax. But, mate, in your own words, tell us about the album. Oh, wow. Thanks for the, um, for the rap. Yeah. Look, the album itself, it's, we probably had never set out to, you know, consciously, you know, have anyone's particular influence. It's just sort of gone for our own, own type of sound and probably a few influences have come through. But, yeah, definitely a bit of an old school, but probably also try to put a little bit of a modern take on it in some ways as well. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. It'd be curious to see how people um, uh, react to it. So what sort of feedback do you get when you play live shows? Do you get a lot of the, the backpatch and denim jacket crew coming up to you, you know, headbanging, shaking your hand for producing the sort of sounds that you get out there? Look, definitely, yeah. There's always a bit of a mix. You know, you definitely get the, you know, the, the patch jacket type, you know, old school traditional metal heads. Um, particularly, you know, also a lot of... Uh, even sometimes people coming to gigs that you wouldn't particularly think are metalheads, you say, oh, they, they've lost, and then they're the ones out the front, they're moshing, but they're just dressed in everyday clothes. So, no, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting crowd that has uh, been coming out to the gigs lately, so it's good. Wonderful, mate. And where did you record the album, and who did you ask to produce it? Uh, we recorded at our Music Feed studio in St. Peter's, the old Megaphone studio. Um, it's an old-school studio, big analog desk, um, massive big wooden room for the drums, which is what we were after because we we basically went for an, we were trying to go for an analog style approach. Mm-hmm. We did it the old school, no click track, all the guitar cabs isolated in individual rooms, but we're all playing together, playing the songs from start to finish, and obviously it took quite a few takes. Wow, but, okay. um, yeah, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, we no, to us it was more important. We wanted to try and capture that live energy and vibe rather than just trying to for the sake of getting everything absolutely crystal perfect to a metronome and stuff. So it definitely does have a little bit of a live vibe to this album, given the way we recorded it. Mm, okay. Um, tell us a little bit about the key influences for the band's members. So I take it you're all coming from very different places, and what do you guys talk about when you're sitting down after your third or fourth beer about the albums that you grew up with and the albums that inspired you to create the music that you do and even form a band? <clears throat> Oh, that's that's a that's a very interesting conversation. Yeah, because we, uh, for, for example, you know the other guitar player, Liam. Yes, he's, he's into a lot of the stuff I'm into, but then he's also into a lot of other bands that I probably wouldn't listen to as much. I just haven't got round to listening. Our singer listens to quite a lot of our different, you know, other type of bands and stuff and the drummer's definitely, you know, you can hear the old school influence in his drumming, the Dave Lombardo, Nick Menza. Mm-hmm. Negative Slayer style drumming and the bass player yeah, even has a bit of a punk influence, rock influence to and with his metal. So yeah, it's an interesting mix actually when we sit around and have a chat about different influences <laughs> on uh, songs and bands. Yeah, how did you guys find each other? How did you was it a, the standard recruitment process where a couple of you started the band and you just recruited members through various ads online that sort of thing, or did you all already know each other? 
No, sort of like that. There's a few of us sort of started the band and then, you know, then we've gotten to you know, know other people through the local scene and stuff like that. And that sort of, you know, particularly in the last two or three years, and sort of a change of vocal, Brent come in and Liam on the guitar and that sort of really solidified the lineup to, you know, where we are today with how the songs are. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, it's been it's always... um. <laughs> Lots of people coming and going in bands, so we've been very fortunate <laughs> to have um, you know, quite a stable lineup for a few years. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Who writes the band's music? Is it a collective effort, or is it yourself that mainly spearheads a lot of the creative flow? Uh, probably on this particular album, I spearheaded most a lot of the writs. Um, the vocals all done by our singer. But then a lot of it, I, when I say that, I might bring, I brought a riff in, we'd bring it into a rehearsal studio, and then we sort of, you know, with a nucleus of the song, and then it sort of evolves from there, you know, where the other guys will have a different idea or something like that, and then we'll try a different tempo or suggest, nah, this isn't really working for the chorus, we need to try something like this. And so the songs are always constantly evolving to the point where we just get it, and we're like, yeah, boom, that's it, we're mm-hmm. done, that's, that's, that's where we want it. And yeah, take it out on the road, test it out at gigs, see how it goes. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. What venues around Sydney do you guys get to play? <laughs> um, probably the main one is uh, you know, which is uh, <laughs> the heavy metal capital of Sydney, is probably Bald Face Stack. Um, oh yes, yeah, that's that's the main one. Yeah, I mean, also the Bridge Hotel does a little bit of metal sometimes. Um, Valve Bar still kicks on, smaller venue, but it's it's a really good stomping ground because it's a nice little small underground venue, and so it's always always got a good atmosphere, even if the crowds are a bit smaller there. Um, a few other ones all up and you know come and go. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of venues unfortunately have disappeared in Sydney over the years, but um, yeah, no, the sort of the, the scene is still sort of fighting and strong as a result of those few venues that do um back heavy metal. Yeah, I was in Sydney in a band called Delvertine, which wasn't metal, um, more of a, a pop rock sort of thing with a bit of a Rolling Stones edge. And um, we used to play Carrying Barbizos and Annandale. But I remember even back then, so this is 15 years ago or so, the venues were starting to shrink back then. But I must have, I imagine right now it'd be pretty tough for a heavy metal band to be able to consistently gig without the need to go outside of Sydney. Oh, look, definitely, yeah. Like, um, I mean, the Annandale's still there, but it basically now just has, like, sort of acoustic indie bands and stuff like that. Um, I mean, there are other venues kicking back. The Lansdowne has sort of resurrected, but it doesn't really do... I haven't really seen any heavy metal gigs on there. Some of the other venues are good. For example, we played the County in Newtown. They're more an indie rock pub, but yep. credit to the venue. They, every now and then, like, they'll, they're happy to put a band like us on with a few pure heavy metal bands on, and they're like, Lucky for us, it was a good crowd, good turnout. And so, yeah, that's something they're happy to have again. Not on an every week basis, but still, yeah, it's good to see venues that are prepared to take you know, metal on every now and then and not be freaked out by it. <laughs> I think from a venue's perspective, he- allowing heavy metal bands to perform is a bit like a good curry. You know, it's not something you eat all the time. It might be something you do once every month or twice every month, that sort of thing. But I think it's really important that the venues allow heavy metal bands to play because, frankly, they're very popular. Well, they're popular and it also, it, it's usually profitable too. There's a lot of people turn up and yeah, that's party what I mean. and drink yeah. well and eat well. So it's, hmm. 
Yeah, it's just it, it all depends on you get different venue managers and they have different perceptions on what heavy metal is going to bring to their venue or supposedly bring to the venue. And so, yeah, where do you guys yeah. where do you but guys no, rehearse no, in yeah, Sydney? Sorry. I'm in Sydney, um, St Rock Studios, um, out in Pika. Okay, I'm not familiar with that one. I can't even remember the names of the places I rehearsed in Sydney. Now I know one was in Alexandria or Zetland, the big one there. Um, and where was the other one? There's one in Belmore. I can't even remember the names of them. Yeah, now. mate. The, yeah, you probably. Uh, yeah, Belmore. No, it's um, unfortunately closed down. I think one in Alexandria is closed down as well. So the wow, the gentrification right? of Sydney. Some of these areas go, but there are other ones that have popped up. So yeah, yeah that one in Belmore was fascinating because you'd be rehearsing us as an indie band, and Tina Arena and her band would be in the room next door, and just listening to the gun musicians that she had around her and her wonderful voice just incredible musicians and her voice playing you thought should i just give up now and just sort of go back to my job and doing whatever it was i was doing at the time <laughs> you know I mean, you're around all these <laughs> no, wonderful never. musicians no never you're right but uh what was the other big one in sydney it was troy horse studios is that still there i think troy horse is the one that's closed down yeah Oh, bummer. Okay, gosh, that was a... Oh, it's reopening. It's closed down because the location's become... Yeah, it's all becoming apartments and stuff. But I think the guy was going to reopen somewhere else when I was chatting to him last. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, mate, back to you guys. So, future plans. Has has there been um, interest offshore and even interstate? Of course, it'd be just interstate, mate, but overseas I'll focus on for a tour or just get over there for a showcase. Look, it's something we're still working on at this stage. Um, we're probably quite a bit happening in Australia at the moment. So we do have a couple of things actually potentially lined up for later in the year. It's just always obviously being um, an independent band. Everyone's still got to work, you know, Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday even. And so tr- trying to make sure that everyone's available for all the shows and potentially overseas stuff is always a bit of a juggling act for a band such as ourselves. Mm. But... Um, yeah, plenty happening in Australia. Look, overseas, it's something we're looking at um, probably later in the year, early next year. Okay, right. Have you got some places lined up? Are you going to New Zealand or is it further ashore than that? Oh, nothing locked in it. Not, not, nothing I can sort of really lock in at this stage. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Just yeah. an interest, yeah. Gotcha. Been in discussion with a few promoters, but nothing concrete as yet. So, yeah, don't gotcha. jump the gun. <laughs> Do you, do you get, like, on social media? I'm always fascinated by the sort of feedback that bands get. So do you get a lot of feedback from fans, regardless of where they come from, and what sort of messages do they send to you guys? Generally pretty good. You always get the odd grumpy old man who's someone, you know, I think we got one on there for the first year. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute shit. Give up. So we don't know if it was oh, one of yeah. our friends' dads just being funny or something like oh, that. All right. <laughs> By and large, pretty good. I think with social media, there's so much music coming in your face. If people aren't interested, they rarely bother to comment. They'll sort of usually only make a comment if they're interested or they rate your music. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty interesting so far what we hear. You know, I mean, even the analogies people compare you to a such and band or us, you know, come play a show in their town. I'm like, oh, wow. So, yeah, social media definitely has a place these days. Um Obviously, there's a lot of music on the internet now, so it is hard to sometimes cut through that. Oh, to, God, yeah. It's you know, so people. hard, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of, um, I mean, with all, I mean, I, got, I get a lot of American 
people in North America listening to my podcast. I apologies to the listeners for saying this, but a lot of American bands have begun self-promotion, whereas bands from other parts of the world, including us, obviously, um, we just sort of put it out there and just hope people listen to it. But um, yeah, when you follow some of the American bands, it feels like on, on social media, it feels like you just get, I'm going to use the word, you know, Facebook spam. You're just getting hit constantly to the point where you almost, well, I do, I unfollow them because I'm just getting constantly, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> look, I know, I, I totally, it's, look, even with our own band, sometimes when you're putting stuff up, you're like, no, really, but should I post that gig again? People are going to go, fuck these guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is, it, it's always a fine line. Look, we do, you have to have it out there to let people know it's on, but yeah, also mindful. I know, see some people like 50,000 posts a day and you're just like, oh, yeah. I'm nah. done with this, yeah. All right, good on you, mate. If people want to get in touch with you, and how can they, uh, well, especially given tomorrow's the launch of your excellent album, No Prisoner, No Mercy, how can they listen to that? Um, okay, probably the best thing to do is to uh, look via our Facebook page, Lethal Vendetta, or if you go to our website, lethalvendetta.com, there's links straight to our online store, SoundCloud, YouTube channel, and everything like that. And, yeah, you can keep in touch that way. Wonderful stuff, mate. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with Ben Drennan, who is a member of a band from Sydney called Lethal Vendetta. Thanks so much for listening.